Hey guys, welcome to Two Girls and Some Thoughts. Ebeth and Annie are coming at you. We're always coming at you. We're never, we're never just sitting down beside you. It's Ebeth always like aggressively Annie. coming at you. Ebeth and Annie <laughs> are coming to talk to you today about. This. <laughs> I want to like come in with some fun. Like, coming at you. Coming, right. coming at you. We, I like it. It just always coming makes me feel you. like we're coming to. Ugh, we're getting in your ear. It's like a yeah, really yeah. aggressive morning show. Like we're coming in your ear. Whoa. <laughs> That's aggressive. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is aggressive for the morning. Ooh, hopefully this is the afternoon. And you're listening to this. Sorry, kids. Hope you had your coffee today. Whoops. How are you, Mama? Mm. I'm so good. You look I, fantastic. Thank you. I feel springy today, even though it's all dreary outside. What kind of flavor of that spinner? Uh, we got a little um, orange mango. That looks delicious. Is it? Uh, yes, you want to know what happened? I bought a bunch of cases of Spindrift, not sponsored, <laughs> but, uh, and I discovered them when I cleaned out the closet or pantry closet. And I'm like, shit, I have all these things of Spindrift in here. And yes. I the now I'm back on track. So I don't always agree so well with carbonated beverages when I'm pregnant. Oh, really? It's like you already have a lot of abdominal pressure and then to add some more carbonation on top. But sometimes this also helps my indigestion and heartburn. That's so. how I felt. It feels good, and I'm just an addict to carbonated soda. Me too. But yeah, uh, I've been feeling really good. I'm just getting to that point where it's like, I need some help rolling over. Can yeah. you push me? <laughs> what do you got, two months left? Yeah, so um, I have 11 weeks, 10 and a half weeks left. Went by fast. You know, it kind of snuck up on me. And For the girl that's not pregnant, I went by really fast. Yeah, I was like, wow, all of a sudden you had a baby. <laughs> um, the... I was, for some reason, it seemed like I was seeing a lot of, like, birth announcements or birth, like, we're pregnant stories on the internet this week. And I was just like, did I, it seems like a long time ago, it was six months ago, but, like, how did I tell Tyler we were pregnant? Is this, am I, you know, it's just like a check yourself, like, are you really enjoying being pregnant? Because I'm probably only going to be pregnant just the two times, so probably not going to have a third baby. So I'm really um, just trying to, like, enjoy every single very aggressive kick my son throws into my rib cage yeah. and just enjoying that feeling of being pregnant because it is such a special thing and it is such mm-hmm. a once twice three times in a lifetime four times i don't know how many times how many babies do you have i don't know once for me. <laughs> once for you twice for you <laughs> yes it's just like it makes you really there aren't that many things in life that are that inaccessible like your wedding day things mm-hmm. like that there are very few things that you can't live over twice that take all this much planning and effort so it's nice I've been enjoying it and uh I don't know I like being pregnant I don't have any complaints about it I know people that suffer oh looks my god good on you girl it looks thank good on you. you yeah you know I felt the same way Chris and I were just talking about this I, I just we had mentioned something people are telling us that we will want a third child after our boys are older mm-hmm. and um I just it's I don't want any more kids and Chris and I were saying, I, I think it's funny how people put their ideas onto uh-huh. you, first of all. Well, how do you know I want? I never have wanted, some, sometimes in any case. Three has never three. been in on my idea. But if it was, I would totally be open to it. I don't care. I just feel very complete. Yes. I didn't have a bad pregnancy. I, I mean, for the most part, boys were healthy the whole time through. Mm-hmm. Delivered after my due date or not after but I delivered what do they call it you made it full term I made it full term yep. thank you yep yep and my labor was an hour and a half <laughs> mm-hmm. and my vagina is still intact quite nicely hello c-section <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, pretty much everything that I could say. But it, I would do it again and puke every day. And that part didn't bother me. It doesn't. Yeah. It's just that I look at those two little gentlemen that are six months. I am floored. I am just floored that they are six months. I can't believe Aiden's almost two. I know. And you just like, you know, you just, in the words of uh, Jerry Maguire, you just complete me. You, Yeah. It's true. I know I do. Complete you. I don't know about your family. Um, the idea of making this decision, it was funny. Aiden was having an especially rough night this week for dinner and everything else. He just wants to eat, you know, two pounds of hamburger every night for dinner. He's a little protein addict. Um, the And just he had more of a meltdown than he usually does. And I'm hormonal. I'm like, what are we doing? Oh, my God. Yes. No, that's just called being a mom. I know. I just, I got more overwhelmed with the emotions than I usually do. And I was like, we thought we were so confident when we got pregnant the second time. Like, we can totally handle another kid. And now he's almost two. We're like, what did we do? Why? <laughs> so. And then you have to go back to our famous <laughs> phrase or yours. Stupider people than me. Stupider people than me have done this every single day, kids. So it was good. I talked to my sister-in-law, Jennifer, last night. She's such a source of like, she's like, you know, I know you really well. And I think you assess your parenting a little too frequently. Probably like every five minutes I decide if I'm a good parent or not. And she's like, maybe we do like little quarterly reviews. Instead of like every single five minutes, like, oh my God, am I doing well enough? Yeah, kind of had a meltdown the other night. He was up too late. Uh, The sitter didn't put him down in time. So we came home to a baby that was definitely out of sorts. Mm -hmm. And uh, he would not be quiet. And I really wanted the time with Chris. I was looking forward to them being sleeping. Usually they Mm -hmm. are. And so I screamed at my child and was like, Connor, shut up! Like, really not aggressive. I was very aggressive. Chris came upstairs and said, yeah, that's probably not going to help, as my kid is like, (laughs) 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 even more. I didn't hurt him. I wasn't going to hurt him or anything. Um, It wasn't like that type of situation. It just could have been handled better. And uh, we went downstairs, and I said, yeah, I definitely did not give Perry another year award tonight. No. And it's okay. No. I moved on. And if anybody says they have never done that, I believe they're lying. <laughs> if you've never yelled at your kid. You're lying. Uh, I don't know if I've ever yelled out loud. I mean, definitely been frustrated at him. I think I internalize oh, that okay. yelling more like I implode versus like explode like on the outside. Yeah, maybe Chris would do that too. My brain kind of breaks, okay, which so is not, it's not external. healthy. Yes. Yeah. You've definitely talked to your kid like that, whether it came out of your mouth like that or not. But if you have had that moment in your head of like, I just, mm. Oh, I lose it. And who knows which is better? I mean, just like getting it out there, he's never gonna remember that. You didn't physically harm your kid. It oh, helped gosh, you no. like express the emotions, kick that shit off, but Yeah, I probably should have not let it get to that point, but mom's tired and I have to. <laughs> tired. So I listened to this podcast this week. Going in line with this, actually. Yes. Let's talk about worth, right? And they say successful people look at worth. Normal, typical average people look at price, right? And we spend more more of our time looking at the price of something mm-hmm. than actually evaluating the work. Yes. And it really hit me hard because I do feel like, I just told you the story, but like I'll look at the price tag of things and the cost. Is it worth it? Should I spend that much money? It's like, well, how much? Is it worth it? Do I want it? Do I find value in it? Then buy it. Is this valuable to me? Yeah. You know, not even... Is it, the, is it that valuable to the, like, 
retail is different. I think we're going to get into a couple different topics, but retail is definitely one thing that my mind jumped right to right mm-hmm. away because I have an easier time spending money on something that I love. Like if I'm like, oh, this will complete my life. Obviously, not everybody thinks of clothing that way, but <laughs> I am more willing to cough up cash if I feel a stronger connection to something. My mother, on the other hand, will not spend over a certain dollar amount on a top or on a bottom. In her mind, she has a hard line. Doesn't matter at all. She'd rather spend that hard line amount on two pieces of clothing that she's kind of meh about than one piece of clothing that she feels like she would get a lot of worth out of, a lot of wear time, a lot of uses out of. I feel the same for me. So what it started to make me do is internalize what's my worth in life? Mm -hmm. Do I value myself enough? Do I put a price? And I do a lot of times. I have a tendency to hustle. I'm a hustler, so, and I'm used to being a solopreneur. I don't allow other people to help me. I like to go out and get it myself. And so I put a price and then I just hustle for the rest, right? If I need to find money, I'll get it. I don't care if I have to work four jobs. It's always been my MO. Right. But I'm not really finding worth in that. I'm finding a price in that. Because my price is what do I need to get instead of, this is my worth. This is what I stand for. And I think as women, I had a client come in this week who got to present to a top company that she works for in Sioux Falls. And she just asked. She said, this has been on my mind to do this for the last year and a half. And I kept thinking I had to work harder or do more. Or I say put a price to it. Right? Yep. And she found her worth. And it was worth it for her just to go to her boss and say, you know, can I have five minutes with the CEO's time? And they said, absolutely. And she said, why didn't I ask for that sooner? Why didn't I find worth in that sooner? But she, she thank God, asked. And I said, how I think men tend to ask more. Women try to work more mm-hmm. for it. Whereas if yes. we just, and we've talked about this before in the past, I think a lot of people like to bitch but they don't ever even really go and seek it. Like, have you ever even asked if you could get a raise? Mm-hmm. Have you even asked if you can have more roles? Are you waiting job? for people to just be like noticing you and handing you money without you even asking for it? The so, I just saw somebody say that too, that women have a tendency to not apply for jobs that they feel like they're underqualified for. Yes. Because they don't check every single box on their list of requirements. Mm-hmm. Whereas men seem to either, whether they feel like it's not your requirements list and more of like a, it would be nice to have list, but it is proven that women do um, take less shots because they don't feel like they meet the specific criteria of every single thing on the list. So, which is sad. It is. And then out, like also in the podcast, he referenced like just being totally committed. When you know your worth, you totally commit. And when yeah. you totally commit, there's just no distraction. So it really made me think right away of like holding your child that you've really committed to having. I mean, that's a huge commitment for the last nine months or mm-hmm. people have had infertility issues or whatever it may be, your journey to say, I want this and then feed a life inside of you for nine months. I mean, you have to be completely committed. You have to know your worth because your worth at the time is keeping a child living or yeah. two. You yeah. Know? And so it's crazy how that transformation happens that like all of a sudden we have this child and now we like no longer, for me, it was a hard transition to know my worth again. Now I'm like, geez, now I'm this mom, but I still own this business and I can't do this all. And, but you know, it just was hard to 
a hard transition. But why can't I just keep that same mindset that I had the day I found out I was pregnant with the boys? So. Right. Knowing my worth. Your different categories of worth, too. Your um, career worth versus your mom worth versus, like, is... I always think about this, too. <laughs> uh, somebody mentions things like, yeah, my husband buys pre-cut vegetables at the grocery store. But the worth of that, the time that it takes yeah, you to cut yeah. up vegetables versus buying full raw heads of vegetables and having to cut that shit up, like that right there is like, what is your time worth? I always do that. It's like buying cauliflower rice. The first I always buy cauliflower rice. Exactly. Um, Hyvee recently started, recently to me, uh, started selling like cleaned, like whatever, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, I get them. <sighs> so good, right? I hate cleaning Brussels sprouts. I hate it. And I'll pay you $7, Hy-Vee, for however much weight of cleaning Brussels sprouts. I hate cleaning yeah. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I love Brussels sprouts. I hate cleaning them. It's like, I don't care how much it costs. It's worth, I like, I hate it. It's something I hate doing and it's not worth it. Like pre-cut celery. So nice. Yeah. I love pre-cut celery. Yeah. It's so just something like that. Like, what is your time worth? What is your value of that extra 20 minutes of your time for that cut up? GD Brussels sprouts. Ugh. I think that we spend so much time to telling ourselves that it's costing too much instead of just making it worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, just make it worth your time then. And having having the boys was just this glorious opportunity for me to do that. Because now, in order for me to pay a nanny, I have to make it worth it. Yes. And in that worth it, I just finished a book called um, Necessary Endings. I think I sent it to you. Yep, you talked about it last yeah, time. Yeah, last time. Yep. And it goes in line with that same thing. Of Now I know my worth, I know my purpose, and I'm asking for it. Because if I don't, I can't feed my kids. I can't have the life I want to live. Having kids will totally change what you're willing to do something for money for. Or just taking yourself, if you don't want children, just taking yourself out of your normal routine it's been a huge deal for me to have Chris write his goals. I just think there's something in the power of paper. You guys have known from our podcast. If you're even listening for the last three months, you know how important goals are to Ebeth and I and yeah. having them constantly in our vision. And the other night we took the boys after church and ran and drove by a house that we really like. And we showed them and we said, what do you guys think of the house? Like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter that it was that they're five months old or six months old. It's that we believe in our dreams and we're going to go after them. And we want them. They they are the most perfect creatures. They believe nothing but that right mm-hmm. now. And we want them to continue to believe that and never think anything else. Well, when's a good time to start? You guys do morning devotions with your kids. You Absolutely. do all sorts of things. I was just talking, uh, somebody's talking about having like quiet downtime yes. with your kids before bed. Oh, we do that. Like, what a life skill. What a life skill. Why wouldn't you start when they're five, three, two months old? Why wouldn't you start showing them, involving them in your guys? I mean, it's, it's, the best time to start is as soon as they're born to involve them in your family practices like that. It's not like, well, when they're five, we'll start teaching them how to, you know, have goals or have a nighttime routine or something like that. Like now. They, they know now. their worth too, yeah. which is so powerful. I set Connor in front of the window the other day. He must have sat there for 45 minutes. Just like, just chilling. And I sat there watching him because he was so peaceful. Uh-huh. And I thought in my head, I want to find that peace. And I'm getting there. I'm working on it. But not constantly always having to do something to feel fulfilled. They could just sit and chill. I know yeah. some parents are like, that's not normal. Don't expect that. <laughs> My kids are chillers. They like to chill. Well, and they, whatever he was looking at out the window, too, was obviously stimulating his brain enough. He wasn't He wasn't lonely. He's probably not to that age yet where he realizes that he's not Alone. being... Yeah. Well, he knew I was there. Oh, he right. does. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. 
yeah, if I go in the kitchen and like cook or try to prep real quick, they'll cry sometimes and then I'll come out and they just smile. Oh, hey. Oh, I thought you okay. died. I thought okay. you fell off the face of the planet. Yeah. I just checking. <laughs> but I do think just probably when you had Aiden as well, but I know before in your life, you always wanted to make it worth it. Yeah. What's the point of giving up? Like I think of it this way. What's the point of giving up the majority of your time, which is usually at your office to something that's not fulfilling or worth it? Right. You're spending an awful lot of time doing something that you don't feel like you're being compensated appropriately yeah. for. But then people want to bitch about it. Well, instead of bitch about it, once I said, make it worth it or leave. Mm-hmm. You have so much more control than you let on to, but you let excuses get in your way to keep you from who you should be. Yeah, nobody's stopping you from achieving your worth or receiving your worth besides you. Chris and I sure. say that a lot if we're in our own head or frustrated we say we're the only ones stopping us from being great and that's it's crazy it's to us and then it helps you get over your little bitchness is what i call it well <laughs> being a little bitch. there's a certain amount of i don't even it's not the word entitlement isn't the right word but if you feel like it's out of your control there's a certain lack of like responsibility that yeah. you have to feel for your your situation exactly if you're like oh this is happening to me or I really don't like that this is ha like if this situation keeps going on and on and on. It just makes you, it makes you feel like, oh well, what am I gonna do about it? Mm -hmm. uh, I could probably list about ten things that you could actually do about it, but then you have to take the initiative to do it. And a lot of uh, the initiative, the line, the I mean, the difference between making the call, can I have a meeting? Can I? We need to talk about this or submitting yeah. for whatever you need to submit for. There's that vulnerability. There's that like, well, if nobody agrees with me, then what? So I changed my mindset, and I hope this works for you guys as much as it has for me. No is closer to one more yes. And the more people say no, the more I get certain about what it is I want. So I don't let people's no's depict my no to myself. I let it help me figure out the path I'm supposed to go. Now that's taken me a while to get through. I was, um, when I was younger, I did a lot of auditions and things, and I would get crushed every time I'd leave them. And right away, I thought, this is not the business for me. This is not the job for me because I couldn't take it. Right. It crushed me. Now, I just, I think that if a no bugs me so much, I'm not busy enough. Because no's really shouldn't bug me that much. You shouldn't have so much writing on one yes or no. No. People tell me no all the time. No, I can't afford it. No, it's not, my health isn't a priority right now. It's all the time. And it doesn't, you have to just, it's like, um, Sarah Blakely used to say when we talked about this, they talked about failures. It's that same thing. It's like you have to take that same mentality. It's not you, people. It's not. And if it is, then they weren't supposed to be with you anyway. So it just did stop me for a long time of asking because I was so afraid of the no. And you have to learn, so I never want to go back and say, I wish I would have. Because I don't. I don't wish I would have done anything. It's a journey. It made yeah. me be here. made me strong. Mm -hmm. And I probably, if I, you know, whatever. Now I'm more certain it, what it is that I want. So it was great, though. You talked about three S's. It's your state. It's your story. And it's your strategy. And I just think that's so powerful. Your state is like, what emotion are you in right now for your work? Mm-hmm. I just told you this after the boys, I had a really hard time um, being in a state of positivity for my body. I feel like now I'm, the boys are six months, I should be in a state of having like 
rock hard abs, I should be in the gym, I shouldn't put shit in my mouth. Anything I, I used to do, I would be so anal about. Now I don't care, it's hard, it's really hard. And I do care, when I say I don't care, I still really care if I look at it on paper. It's just, and we've gone way back to talk about this. It's the story that I tell myself to keep myself motivated and it's not healthy. Mm -mm. So I think what I'm doing is I'm conflicting because I'm starting to get healthier because I don't want my boys to see me like that. But then that old, you know, everybody has it. The old devil inside you or the uh, yep. bad angel yep. wants to be like, no, you shouldn't feel like this. Why are you feeling like this? So then I'm constantly in this like... You go back and forth. You go back between your your immature, your less mature yeah. self to your mature self now. You have different priorities now, but your old list of priorities... It's kind of like when you have kids and you don't go out until 2 o'clock in the morning anymore. It's like... Yeah. I want to be that 26-year-old that went out and had a good time all the time, but now I have a different so list of priorities because I want to feel good and I want to do these things. So it's like who it's like you who you were versus who you are now and it's a little bit of a conflict because you feel like you should still be that way a little bit, but you know that this is really more of your true self. And Rachel Hollis talks a lot about this in that girl stop apologizing, but what if my story was that I'm a successful CEO, um, you know, I have a portfolio of 20 million dollars. I get high-powered clients, I go speak at such and such and such. What if that's my story? Now all of I, I, I am is, and I'm completely 100% committed to that story. Mm -hmm. What do you think my actions are going to do? What do you think my, where do you think I'm going to be led? And how do you think I'm going to like help empower and inspire other people? So the more I can tune out that noise, and I'm working on it, we're all work in progress. Um, and that goes back to like having Chris now write his goals too. Mm -hmm. And then he shares them with me every day. So now it's like double. And he did say that. I had no idea the pressure that was released off my shoulders when I did this. And everybody has their own time. Yeah. But there's something vulnerable and there's something scary about asking for our, what we feel we're worth. Yeah, or stating out loud what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's even there's a certain amount of vulnerability involved with that. That's why entrepreneurship or going after your worth can be hard, too, is stating what you think you're worth or stating what you think you want or what you're trying to accomplish it just it feels like it opens you up to criticism and it opens you up to judgment but that's when you have to get really confident with yourself yeah. and just before you ask for anybody's opinion about it or what do you think or is this crazy or we're always seeking out outside you know confirmation that's, that's a lot of it Con yeah seeking that outside confirmation can really freaking destroy you he talks about that in the podcast Stop, stop watching the Real Housewives of whatever. Stop living <laughs> your life through Kardashians. Or he yes. was like talking about how men will wear jerseys and talk about how their, their team. He goes, bro, they won the Super Bowl. You're going to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I love that, though. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we, we try to have these identities through people instead of taking the time, really working on us, finding our, our worth, our state. Yeah. What emotional state are you even in? Do people even take time to think about that? I didn't used mm -hmm. to. I used to want to mask it with not feeling or working out or they don't have to feel. They don't have to touch anyone. They don't have to be. Well, that was horrible. This, I, I'm getting a little bit obsessed. This is a little bit of a tangent. Chelsea Handler is out promoting a new book right now. Is that why she's on everything? She, yeah, that. she's on freaking everything. Mm -hmm. It's, it is... It is such an interesting time to see her. She's kind of having like this adult puberty is what she's calling it. That's but funny. she, um, she very much like you and me, just very cold most of her life, tried to not feel, tried to not do, kept herself busy constantly, 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 constantly. So she wouldn't have to be 
like in so she has done this book is very much so like a journey through her um her uh her therapy sessions with her psychologist other things that she's done things that she thought she um was doing because that's who she was she was actually just trying to mask these other emotions she didn't want to be personal with people she didn't want to let people in so she just stayed busy all the time i'm not doing a great job of explaining it but she's having this like reckoning a little bit that she thought it was weak to be this way or she thought it was weak to want a boyfriend or she thought it was weak to want a partner and um she's changing her tune a little bit now through all of this um therapy that she's done it's an, it's very interesting to see her talk about it she's being very candid about it no lit zero zero shame zero oh i should have known better zero whatever it's just she's having this moment in her life where she's like recognizing that it does take therapy it does take getting through all the shit like she said she sat down with her therapist and like the thing that she knew was kind of a one of the biggest issues she talks about this on every, almost everything i've seen her her when she was nine her brother committed suicide or her brother died and she felt very abandoned by that but when even when she sat down with her therapist she's like yeah my brother died whatever we don't need to talk about it it doesn't it doesn't apply like that's not what i'm here to talk about it's like sometimes that thing that you're trying to ignore the thing that you're always trying to overcome or you're always trying to like uh, let your demons kind of talk over it all the time is like that's one of the things you really have to dig into so yeah it was just it's just been something that's every time I see her talk I'm just like I think she's on to something she's like I've overshared in all of my books everything is about like my promiscuous lifestyle and everything else that she's done and she's like now is like the first time I should actually overshare because she thinks it's actually going to help people and I haven't read her book yet it uh, is I'm going to. it I'm is out my next one. very interested to see like how she gets through it. I'm gonna, it's gonna be a book on CD, book on tape. Read, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna listen to it when I'm walking, yes. getting my steps in. But there is um, there's something to be said about this worth journey that you take too. The more experience you have, the more um, opinions that you have, the more growth that you do, your worth becomes more. Your exactly. value becomes more, and it it does come with age. Age comes with experience. There's all of these things that do change your worth. So if you have been in the same place for quite a while and you considered your worth to be the same over the last three to five years, maybe it's time to reassess what you're actually wanting to do and how much that's worth to you. And that's also if you up your level of associations too, that helps your worth. Yes. We've talked about a lot about that, but just, I had a meeting with the CEO of like a big hospital in town um, and he's a friend of mine and he couldn't say enough in the email how, like he said, it was saying all these nice compliments about me, how intelligent I am, how, how like we take our business so seriously, mm-hmm. and he loves our business model. And I'm like, ah? you know, and we've had a lot more doctor clients. And what's crazy is I told Chris this the other day, you look at doctors, I did, as God. They know everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like I would be intimidated by them. I didn't want to tell them no until I got knowledgeable enough knew my story and what my state was to tell them in a respectful way that this was what I was going to do with my body or this is what I was going to do and 99% of the time it's worked out to my advantage well now we're training them and they need us just as much as we need them right and because I'm open to that and because I'm no longer intimidated I know my value I don't see myself ever making it past biochem. <laughs> like, I just don't. <laughs> if I really wanted it, could I? Yeah. But it just doesn't, my brain doesn't work like that. Right. But I can help them in the ways that I, my gifts that I was given. And I think we get that twisted a lot. I think we get so intimidated by the person or the situation that we forget to just use the gifts that we're given to help people. It's a big thing. Yeah. So that would be the strategy part. 
It's not your strategy. Like, what are you going to do today? And keep it so simple, you guys. We overthink, and we talk about this all the time. But how can I just, like, I've been thinking about it more. Like, how can I just tell someone today? Who can I talk to today who I know? Because everybody's dying at their desk. So you're trying to tell me that somebody doesn't need help on a corporate level? Right. No, they do. You know? We're all dying. <laughs> We're all dying. And what's crazy, desk. you guys, is the more I ask, the more people are thankful that I asked and I shared. Does that mean they're all going to say yes? Absolutely not. But maybe it's going to get them to get their butt in gear. Yeah. Maybe it's going to make them remember they have a gym downstairs that they could use. If Even if it's not with me. That's okay. Thank God for the power of uh, Pinterest. or. And how many times have you come in and out of the gym? Yeah. That's what I mean. You're never going to be back. Right. Maybe you come here on Thursdays and that was like, ooh, I want to get back at it today. I'm going to go juice. I don't know. Look at that barbell. Long time no... Maybe it's motivating to go home and walk. That's yeah. awesome. You know, that's the problem is we always make it about us. But we forget about it. The strategy, the story, and the state. Yeah. So those are my, my three guys. It's good. I really liked it. Yeah, you no, I like it too. like, hey, you're like, oh, it's so simple, but... <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> he, and then he ends, too. He goes, the price you pay to make your dreams come true is infinitely smaller than the price you pay for not. And I was like... Oh. He goes, you spend a lifetime regretting the decisions that you didn't make. And you spend what? I'm just reading uh, George Bush for... George H. Bush's biography. Oh. Read by George W. Oh, cool. It's really great. That yeah. is really great. And um, he's just, he's a great guy, but political or not, he was a great person, George H. But it took him, you know, he killed it for what, a good 10 years, 15 years, 20 years? Mm hmm. And then enjoyed the fruit of it. Hello. <laughs> for the next. Yeah. And he worked his butt off. And he probably worked till the day he died. I mean, yeah, he was just a working man. But he found joy and love. It wasn't that, like, pound, 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 pound. Mm -hmm. You've all had to pound the pavement. If you, nobody's successful and hasn't hustled and pound pavement and lost sleep. Just kind of maybe nonchalantly stumbled into success? No. No. And people will make it look like that. But mm -hmm. when you really dig deep, it's not. Like Rachel talks about. I mean, it's eight years of this. I just saw on her Instagram, Rachel Hollis's Instagram, she is she was up on a billboard next to Tony Robbins. And she's like, I have written this in my journal every day, every day for five years. She said, I went back and looked every day. I share a stage with Tony Robbins. I share a stage with like every day. It's like people think this just pops up out of nowhere because she's picked up exponential success with her rest of her two books and everything else that she's doing. But every, I can't imagine saying I want something every day for five years, but she wanted it that bad and she believed in it that much. And what happens guys is then you automatically just drive yourself to that and you start taking your level, like I said, up a notch because you're so hungry for that one thing. And everybody's been in the state at some point in their life where they're so hungry mm -hmm. and they know exactly what it is they're going for. And it could be a bad thing too. But you're not distracted by anything except for getting that. Right. Well, it's like school is a really concentrated place to do that. You get, I think the further you get out of college or the further you get out of like your education years, the more you start to like, you lose some of that vibration frequency. The the thing that you're working, like you're, mm -hmm. you, it's very clear when you're in college. And I, I talk about this a lot. It's very clear when you're in college, you're working towards graduation. You're working mm -hmm. towards accomplishing this goal. It's a very clear goal. Everybody understands it. Nobody's really questioning why are you in college. It's just 
very, it's a universal goal, everybody. A lot of people have and a lot of people share. Mm-hmm. So the further outside of college you get or the further outside of school you get, you have to make sure you're adding energy to your own mm-hmm. vibration too. So I agree. Cool. I like this one. I'm right? good. <laughs> I got I know. I'm gonna I feel good about that. <laughs> I got it all out, man. Thanks, yeah. guys, for letting me uh, be a podium. It was great. This. Worth. And, um, you're, you're worth. That's, I mean, yeah, of, I all the thing, work, guys. of all the things you assess in a day, mm-hmm. if you haven't considered your worth, I mean, maybe spend a little time thinking about that. First thing. I, it's, uh, now. Now would be a great time to think about it. Just, if you haven't considered it and thought because about it. if you it. don't know your worth, then you're not going to be able to ever speak next to Tony Robbins because you're not going to feel you deserve that. You know, uh-huh. you're going to feel this pipe dream. Letting she everybody really else not talk. only write it, but actually know it. Yes. Well, and letting anybody else decide what your worth is. Exactly. That's ridiculous. That's my pet peeve. Yes. Don't let anyone else tell you or hurt, like, take your dreams away from you. And, but that's still your fault because you're letting them. <laughs> <laughs> you have the power to control that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Hey, guys, kind of deep one, but I really liked it. And I hope you guys did too. Have a great week. Bye.